Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to tonight, our second session of Dragon Mark Symphony, a Dungeons & Dragons campaign powered by Natural One Media. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the Eberron universe. I am joined by almost all of my compatriots. We've got one missing right now out on the job, but uh, they will either be able to join us shortly or not. Either way, we're going to keep on rolling. Uh, to reintroduce myself, my name is Dylan. I'm going to be the DM uh, for this campaign. We are running this campaign in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition uh, with some slight modifications here and there. Uh, but before we begin, I want to do just a really quick little uh, little recap here uh, and get us back into the uh, back into the groove and up to speed on what has happened so far. So, as you all recall, we began our story in the great continent of Corvair in the year 999 YK. Uh, more specifically, we started our story aboard the Lightning Rail, which is a massive locomotive-type machine powered by elemental energy, uh, racing across the countryside of the nation of Brayland, uh, one of the many great nations of Corvair. Uh, aboard the Lightning Rail were five unique travelers. Uh, Dak, a uh, male human. Johannes a halfling, Nathaniel, the dwarf, Silva, the fairy, and Set, the elf. Uh, these five, not really knowing each other to any capacity, uh, began to come in contact with one another uh, as they conducted their business aboard the lightning rail. Uh, before too much could be accomplished, however, they were met with turmoil. The lightning rail itself was entirely torn asunder uh, as it was brigaded by several uh, warforged soldiers by appearance uh, who seemed to have gone mad and attacked the rail, uh, splitting the carriages apart, causing great damage, uh, and even taking away some of our players' uh, comrades in the process. Uh, the adventurers fought bravely to try to defend themselves uh, as the other inhabitants of the carriages were either uh, forcefully removed or made their way towards the front of the rail. Uh, after a grueling fight, uh, the warforged in this particular carriage were destroyed. Uh, and upon that happening, the lightning rail slowly skidded to a stop and the warforged in question let out this asynchronous echoing message uh, almost seeming like a warning of sorts uh, repeating woefully divided we grieve united we mourn And we continue right from that moment. The five of you stand in what could only be described as the remains of what was once the second to last carriage of the lightning rail. The carriage has come to a complete stop 
You are surrounded by shattered floorboards, planks of wood, torn up seats. What once were divided off lounging areas have been ripped asunder. Giant holes in the walls allow sunlight to streak in. You can hear the general sounds of confusion, some yelling, lots of movement coming from the outside. And you can see to the south of you a partially unhinged door that once led to the last carriage, uh, which has been entirely separated from you and seems to have come to a stop dozens and dozens of feet uh, further back. You can still see next to you the now limp and unmoving bodies of these warforged that had attacked the rail for whatever reason. Uh, no more signs of any type of movement or struggle. The eyes unlit. Nothing but silence coming from them. Right. What do you do? You are not an initiative. You are free to act as you please. What would you like to do next? Uh, right. Is it dead? It certainly looks like it. Would appear so. The hell were those things? Um... Dylan, do we do we know that seeing these now have we made the connection that they're Warforged? Or are we still a bit confused as to what these uh, automatons are? Uh, yeah, you. So in the previous encounter, as you were fighting them, most of you were able to determine uh, that these were indeed Warforged. Uh, if you would like, you are more than free to make a base history check, uh, just to be able to kind of. Think back in your mind on any of the information you may know already about Warforged or whether or not it applies to the smoldering ruins of wood and metal that now lay before you. I'm going to take it with a 9. I don't get much, but that's probably get correct some. for that. You'll get some. I got a 19. 19, very good. Uh, Deck. Yeah. You, with your nine, um, you are aware of Warforged and their existence. Uh, you know that they were created by one of the houses relatively late in the life cycle of the last great war as a offensive and defensive measure. Uh, they essentially became a uh, an additional militant unit uh, that was used by several factions throughout the war. Um and that they continue to exist to this day, uh, though usually in a much more peaceful fashion, uh, now that the war has ended. With the 19 for Johannes, uh, you not only know of the, war, the Warforged's existence and the fact that they were uh, used uh, in the Great War, you also know that they have a certain level of sentience to them. Um, 
it is part of what has made their development and their research so fascinating to many people over the years. Uh, you also know that when the Treaty of Thronehold was signed, uh, thus ending the war, uh, part of the agreements within that treaty were that uh, no more warforged were to be manufactured. Uh, so uh, places like House Caneth could no longer produce any more warforged. And warforged themselves, as far as we are all aware, uh, are not able to reproduce uh, with each other in any way. Uh, so essentially, the warforged that exist in the world are the warforged that remain. Uh, and they have all been decommissioned from any type of uh, major military service. Uh, and they essentially, depending on where you are in the continent of Corvair, are treated as citizens, whether second in class or otherwise. Okay. Both of you, all of you really, can be fairly certain that what you see before you are Warforged. And the, the makeup of their plating uh, seems a little more reminiscent of the type of Warforged that would have been on the front lines as soldiers or as military units. Uh, as opposed to some of the other uh, occupations that Warforged were constructed to assist with. Um, I like to mention that at this time, Dak is huddled in, uh, into himself against the door. Uh, probably if Johannes is standing next to him, uh, this about the same size in that uh, crumpled state. Um, Set will go over to the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the Warforged that is towards the back that we took out, uh, and do, like, just, like, a cursory, like, look over it for any house symbols or anything like that that they would recognize. Go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. The 17 plus 5, so a 22. 22, all right. Um, you inspect the remains of this Warforged. Uh, you do not find any type of runes or symbols on the plating, uh, except for there's a spot uh, sort of at, like, the where a humanoid would have like a kind of a rib or a midsection uh, right about here. You notice that there's a section of the armored plating uh, where something that was on the surface of it previously has been burned or like almost welded away. There's like this very clear uh, blackish smear across that side uh, where something may have been possibly an identifier of some sort. Uh, but it has been burned or seared away uh, to the point that it is no longer there. Gotcha. Uh, as soon as Set finds that, they'll just kind of die to themselves, <laughs> really. As I figured. Just stand up and start walking back towards the 
the other two there in that section. Uh, um, what the... What, uh, do we just stay here? Uh, wait for officials to arrive? Um, that seems like a poor idea. Agreed. Something else could come. I, we don't even know why we're attacked. I don't even know who you people are. There were, there were plenty of others as well, so it's safe to say that being here may not necessarily be the best idea. Uh, no one important. Um, but as I say that, I check my, uh, my pocket to see if uh, the item I got during Session Zero is still there. Yes. Cool. It is still there. Lovely. But that does get up and kind of tentatively open the door behind him uh, to lead into the rest of the cart. Kind of uh, to see if there's any more threats over there to kind of hide away from. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, sort of open up what what remains of that sort of doorway there. When you do, you get into kind of the next section of the carriage, and you see there now, um, you can see the sort of ghostly white uh, moth-like. Uh, female figure that, that you had seen before who had passed by you, uh, as well as a dwarf uh, that you are not particularly familiar with. Uh, both of them are sort of standing, uh, peering out at a, another warforged uh, that shows clear signs of burnt damage uh, and has been essentially sort of sliced apart uh, and is crumpled to the ground at the dwarf's feet. Uh, is everybody alright in here? I say to the dwarf and to the moth lady. Ah, other passenger. Great. Are you alright? There's a bit of a disturbance up here. Uh, yeah, we dealt with our own back here. What? Oh, there was more of them. Great. What the scary man said. A person? Sorry. Just kind of looks at you and just shrugs. Starts to move. Sorry. So, like, how you guys are positioned kind of in the... You're, like, in the door frame, both you and the halfling? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I, was, I was near the door, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll kind of brush forward past the the halfling then and move forward to the next section. You sure all you are right? No scrape, scratchy bumps, bruises, pile surges, water damage? That was a lot. Um, Dak turns around, sees the two holes that that one Warforge made that took Ralphus. Looks back. Um, everything's fine. I think. 
just me seem to be relatively intact. Uh, I got hit pretty bad once, but I, I'll be okay. Are you sure? I can fix you right up there, laddie. Can you? You're of healed. course. Come on by. Just be careful of the melt, I want to say. Wait, what are you doing? Wait. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> the, the pile of melted metal. It was jabbering on about something. Not entirely sure it's gone. Well, regardless, I I think we should all get off this train. We can save introductions for later, but we don't know if any more of them are coming. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna go check on the other passengers, but l let me let me heal you up this. Please do. Just let me know. The rest of you, as the dwarf uh, begins to uh, move towards Johannes to to heal him, uh, you all see the moth-like uh, woman has moved closer to the warforge and is sort of kneeled down. Uh, hands on her knees and she is sort of carefully peering over the Warforged remains seemingly looking for something uh, before she sort of pops back up with a quick flutter of the wings and says fascinating yes it's, it's really something um, uh, Dak looks over at uh set who he doesn't know is that um and says um about earlier uh, sorry that uh, ralph has got very uh, hostile towards you uh he uh he was a bit nervous and i mean that doesn't explain the behavior and pulling of weapon out on you but just wanted to say that uh, I'm sure he didn't mean you any harm and there was more bluster than <laughs> nothing else. Kind of look at you. Just it's been taken care of. Alright. Now hold still. Uh, it won't hurt at all. Right. In, right. Uh, Dak looks back at the hole. Right. Um... Right, uh, getting out of here. That sounds like a like a good, good idea. Um, Mister Chef, I say over to the halfling. It's Johannes. Uh, forgive me, uh, Johannes. Uh, where, uh, where do you think we should go to? I don't know this area. Neither do I, really. I suppose first we'll have to get off this train car and see where we stopped. Where were you he Where were you all headed? Um, north. <laughs> Quite a vague descriptor. All right. Well, I believe that's where I was headed to. I was, I was going to the passage. I don't remember if that's north or wherever. From I think it was the. Um, Correct, the City of Passage, which is going to be uh, due north of where you are right now. Uh, 
I was headed north too. Right. You're healed for ten, by the way. Cast uh, uh, okay. your wounds while you guys were talking. Sweet, full health. Um, well, I suppose our first order of business would be to get off of this destroyed train car. See where exactly we are. Um, while they're briefly having that conversation, I'll just kind of silently walk past them over to uh, the other Warforged and just check like the similar area on that was burnt off on the other one to see if it's the same, just to confirm. Okay. Uh, roll me another oh, investigation sure. check. Okay. The DC is going to be a bit smaller on this one. Well, I rolled a 23. So. Uh -huh. Well, there you go. You don't need a <laughs> Uh, it's not in the same place, but you do a little bit more thorough searching, and the, uh, the, the woman changes her attention from looking at the Warforged to now watching you as you kind of search it. Uh, and after a bit of searching, you are actually able to find underneath the, sort of the jawline of this manufactured chin, uh... There is a similar black mark that doesn't match with any of the other markings uh, that were caused by uh, the dwarf's uh, weapon attacks. Okay. It'll just kind of like, as I'm finding it, tilt it up and just kind of, just like kind of lightly like smack it and stand up. Did you see something? Nothing. Unfortunately. I'll just well, kind of cool. gesture to the to the spot and then just sigh again. Well, I can see quite a lot actually. And what do you see? Well, the first thing I notice is that this Warforged is not wearing any type of civilian garb. This is all military plating that it's wearing, hmm. as if it's active in combat. The other thing I noticed is that its eyes were glowing, but usually at least on most of the Warforged I know about, they've their eyes tend to glow blue or green depending on the uh, the elemental energy in them. This one's eyes were glowing red. I haven't seen that before. Interesting. Also, it was rather indiscriminate in who it was attacking. It went for both of us. Yes, it's, it seemed similar on our side, just whoever was closest. So, for whatever reason they're here, they must not have a specific target. Yes, you can see, as I gestured to the their markings that should be there, are no longer, which means that this was intentionally done by someone who does not wish to be found out. 
more than likely one of the houses, but could also very well be another organization. Who's to tell? You see her vision sort of redirects towards the back of the carriage. I should probably head to the next carriage in the back. I had a friend back there. I need to make sure he's all right. Well, you'll be traveling for a little while, if you can make it there. What, what do you mean? It's gone. It's no longer attached to this one. It fell back quite a ways. We were still traveling when it stopped. She sort of lightly pushes past you and starts sort of floating down the aisle uh, until she meets up with sort of the rest of the group huddled at the doorway there. Could you, excuse me, could you all step aside, please? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, sorry about that. You sure you're all right, other than your little sneeze fit there? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I, I made it out okay. But I, I need to go check on someone else. Excuse me. Uh, and she sort of flutters between you all. Um, continues to further float towards the back. She gets to the very back of the carriage and she sees for herself the door that has been sort of thrown almost entirely off its hinges and through the glass of the door. She's able to see the remnants of the last carriage uh, several meters off in the distance. She stops for a moment. You see her take in like a sharp intake of breath. Thomas? At that moment, you all hear shouts and uh, what sounds like loud footsteps uh, growing in capacity and in range. Uh, it closer and closer. Uh, louder and louder approaches. Uh, and you hear the sounds of what sounds like soldiers or, or something. Gruff, gruff voices calling out for people to exit the carriages uh, and to line up outside. Uh, we, I think we need to leave. I think we need to leave quicker. Then. Um, Dak quickly goes into uh, where he was sitting with Ralphus, and he grabs his pack. Then he also grabs Ralphus's pack because he doesn't think he, uh, Ralphus was carrying it. Uh, it takes both, kind of swings them over his shoulder and looks at everybody. He puts on his backpack and then he puts Ralph's backpack on his front. So he's this weird, he has that weird thing going on where you're wearing a backpack in the front and back. Um, but to him, it's more protection. Um, as he looks at everybody and says, we need to go. Uh, you need help carrying that one? No, it's, it's fine. Uh, distance, we need distance. Anyone in there? Anyone alive? 
which uh, door are they knocking at, or are they knocking at a window? Or they seem to be knocking somewhere about in this area right here. At least that's where the sounds seem to come from. Gotcha. Well, either we exit and greet our friends, or we go north and try and skirt around them. Just greet them. Come out with your hands up. Okay. I think we should go. All passengers outside of the carriages for your safety. Um, Lead the way. In locals? I think we'll be fine. Sorry. We have healers outside. Is there anyone in there? Uh, I'm going outside. I'll follow you. All right, I Wait, go and oh, open the door. Ah, it's so Okay. You. So you're opening the door at the very back of the carriage, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. You. Uh, I'm gonna need you to roll a strength check, actually. Oof. Five. Five. You. Uh, you attempt to pull the door open, but it has been it has been twisted in such a way that it is currently jammed. Uh, and as you you go to pull and open it up, it shakes slightly, but it doesn't budge. Oh, we're gonna have to find another way out. Um, uh, seeing this, perhaps if you we'll put a little muscle getting... into it. Where's set heading? Uh, heading up towards the other door. Okay, I'll follow you. Up this way. Uh, Dag follows because he has no other thing. Uh, he doesn't know what else to do. Are you sure the door won't open? It's pretty stuck. Just uh, let's try the other door. All right. I'll follow too. So, Set, as you pass by that point right there, uh, you are suddenly met with another shout. You, hold! Set will very slowly stop and look towards wherever the voice came from. Sounded like it was coming from above you. Oh, yeah, because there was a hole up in the ceiling. Okay. We'll just kind of... Am I, like, directly underneath the hole at this point? At this point, yes. Okay, I would probably, like, make, like, just a quick step, like, so that I'm not directly underneath the hole, but then, but also have, like, hands up. As you look up, you do, in fact, see, yes, there is a giant hole in the ceiling from where it looks like the, the other Warforged had just crashed through. Uh, but now what you see at the top of the hole is what appears to be two men, uh, garbed in these sort of black cloaks with, uh, leather armor. Uh, both of them are pointing crossbows down into the hole. Uh, one of them is trained on you, the other is trained sort of in the direction that you had just walked in from. Uh, the one with the crossbow trained on your person says, Easy. 
Keep those hands where we can see them. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're just passengers on this trains, guys. Are you able to get out through the door? Can we We're move our hands this way. to open the door? The the man who's speaking looks to the other man. Um, they give each other a nod, and the second man pulls his crossbow back a bit, moves and leaps down into the carriage right next to Set. Uh, immediately brings the crossbow back up, keeps it trained on you, uh, and then says. State your name. State your business. I'm set. I'm just a passenger on the train heading north. The door back there was stuck, uh, as this gentleman figured out. And so we were heading this way to see if this door was jammed. Yeah, Johannes, same deal. Care to explain the warm welcome? <laughs> Alright, I want the two of you go right over here, keep your hands up. When I give you the signal, I want you to present me with your train ticket, showing me that you were actually the passengers on the rail. Perfectly fine. Sure. Here. <laughs> Question for Dylan. Yes. Does Dak have a train ticket, or was Ralphus holding on to it? That's a great question. You should, uh, <laughs> while you have the time, this might be a good time to search your pockets and see if you do, in fact, have a train ticket on you. Uh, Dak is, while not keeping his eye, uh, not taking his eye off of uh, the gentleman with the very visible weapon, is slowly going to start going through his pockets to try to find that ticket. I want you to make me this this, this is gonna be a investigation check, uh small DC. Oh, that small DC is a five. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you are pretty sure that you've got it on your person. You just can't seem to recall which pocket it's in. What's more, you're having a hard time concentrating on that because while you're looking for the ticket, you're also thinking about what else you might not have on your possession. Uh, more specifically, what did Ralphus have that may have just disappeared with him? The contract. And details to where we were going. The soldier that is on top of the rail uh, whispers something into the crook of his elbow. Uh, meanwhile, the, the soldier that is in the, the train with you all 
inspects uh, Johannes and sets tickets and says, all right, these are legitimate. Are you injured at all? Did they hurt you? Uh, very, very slightly, just from some knockback of their entry, but really nothing. Yeah, we're all fine now. We'll be taking you outside. We're getting all the passengers safely away from the rails, and we have healers lined up. They'll be able to attend to you if you need any aid. Sorry, but can I ask who you people are? The, the soldier kind of gives you a look and says, We work for the king. That's all you need to know right now. We'll be able to answer more of your questions as soon as we get you off of this rail. We don't know that it's fully safe at the moment. Can't complain about getting off the rail. Well, so that has their hands up. Just kind of also gestures towards the other section of the rail and says there are two incapacitated Warforge. That way, if you'd like to investigate. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, we would. Um, there's a quick whisper into the corpus elbow. Uh, the... Everyone's passive perception is going to pick up on this. Uh, well, specifically, uh, deck and set, your passive perception will pick up on this. The soldier that was above has disappeared. Um, Johannes and... Uh, Johannes, Nathaniel, and Silva. The hole that is to your right, uh, where one of the Warforged had smashed through and left the carriage entirely... Uh, suddenly has some noise coming from it uh, before that same soldier that was at the top sort of rolls in and through, barrel rolls off the lounge chair, stands up, brings up their crossbow, uh, attending it to Nathaniel. It says, all right, same for you. Ticket, please. You as well, points towards the moth-like woman. She sort of pauses for a moment. Uh, and she turns towards this, this man and says, I, I have a friend in, in the last carriage. I need to see if he's okay. I, I have to go. And he redirects the attention of his crossbow towards her and says, We'll check on that for you. Don't make any sudden movements. Don't go anywhere. We need you all to stay here where we know that you're safe. Ticket, please. Uh, she looks back one more time at the carriage behind her. Uh, gives this sort of a big sigh and then reaches into a small little satchel on her person and procures a ticket uh, showing it to the gentleman 
He looks at it, verifies it, uh, says, all right, and you? And he turns to Nathaniel, the dwarf. Ah, sorry, apologies. I'm a bit old in my years. Uh, did I did I notice uh, this guy looked frantically for his ticket around? Uh, are you talking about Dax specifically? Yes. Uh, let me see. Yes, with your passive perception, you would have. All right, then. <clears throat> well, I'm Nathaniel. Nathaniel Giovanni. I'm traveling here around with my nephew. And I point over to Dax. And here's our ticket. There should be a ticket for each of you. Oh, look, I'm way into my old age. I seem to have forgotten it. I believe this one's his. I might be missing mine. I have a hard time imagining the conductors would have allowed you onto the rail if you only had the one ticket, unless they've been especially careless as of late. Um. Uh, oh, I doubt that. They were very fighting. I just need some help every now and then. Uncle, um, Dak looks over at Giovanni. Uh, <laughs> I might have just lost mine. Um, oh. Nephew, I've been holding on to yours. You mean you lost mine? Uh, that's quite all right, son. I'm sure these fine folk here completely understand. I want both of you to make a deception check, please. Cool. I do with deception. Decent deception. Uh -huh. Okay. The one. Uh, deception of 14. I got one of four. Tripped over on the 19, right over. Unfortunate. The soldier who has his crossbow trained uh, on the the, uh, the fairy woman brings it back around to Nathaniel again. Now listen, I understand if you're scared. Literally anyone could look around us see all this and appreciate that this is a tense situation. But we need to know that you are actually meant to be on this rail. Um, we were. Uh, we, we swear it. Um... <laughs> I'm sure I can find that ticket somewhere. I, I just need to look for it. I understand. I can assure you that this man was on the train. Am I like, can I see them? Yeah, you, you are, uh, the way they're kind of pissed out currently, you are 
within like 10, 15 feet of of them. I think you can trust all of us when I say that, or all of everyone can agree with me that they say, we saw these men on the train. All of us were here. We were fighting these things for our lives, and we are really just trying to get off this train. And I don't appreciate being attacked by several sentient warforged who are supposed to be outlawed by the treaty. And now you come in saying you're trying to help us and are just training crossbows threatening to kill us at every second. Can we please get off this train? The soldier walks up to you. Two things, chief. <laughs> Don't raise your voice to me. Anyone who raises their voice to a dark lantern spends the rest of their days in a hole. And two, I am fully aware that you are not interested in staying on this train. And we are trying to facilitate that process. But in order for us to do so, I need to make sure that I can trust that you are not going to harm any of the other passengers once we've placed you out there alongside them. He calls to the other soldier. This halfling, you check his ticket? Yeah, it was legitimate. Show it to me again. Just like, point it right in his face. What was your name, halfling? Johannes. Johannes, uh-huh. Where are you going, Johannes? North. City of Where? North. I have a job. What kind of job? Cooking. Um, he did say he was a chef. You, the yeah. soldier, points at you, Dak, should spend less time talking and more time looking for your ticket. Right. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Um, he's going to start going over again. Let me know when you find it. And you, pointing back to you, Johannes, you watch your tone. We understood? Sure. Wonderful. He gestures to the other soldier. Alright, the five of you, we're going to take you outside. I need you to stay together in a group. We have water. We have food available. And we have medics on standby. You are to stay in your group until we say otherwise. Follow me. And he's going to go to that door at the very back. Um, whispers an incantation into his hand. And then takes the hand, rests it to his right fist, and then punches into the door. The punch causes the tempered glass on the door to sort of reverberate outward, 
and then shatter cleanly uh, so that none of the pieces fall into the carriage itself. Uh, and there's no jagged edges left. Like the entire pane just sort of disintegrates and falls outward. Where are you going? All right. All five of you, follow me out this door here, one at a time. And he's going to step out through the empty hole uh, and into the outside area. The this other is the soldier, north or the south door? This is south. South door. South door. Gotcha. Uh, the one that the was The other soldier who is currently standing the closest to you, Set, uh, says, you heard the man. Understood. So the five of you are sort of slowly shepherded out of the carriage through this back way uh, and brought around to sort of the right side of the carriage. As you are... Uh, you are able to get a much clearer picture of what's happening outside. You see uh, what looks to be close to 30 to 40 passengers uh, all split up in groups, uh, many of them being attended to by uh, field medics, uh, as well as several soldiers that are sort of divided up between the different groups. Uh, some of them are walking around with buckets of water uh, and small sets of cups, um, providing water to the passengers. Others are seemingly standing guard, watching over each of them. Uh, you can see a good 20 to 25 more soldiers have split themselves along the remnants of the rail. As you see that several of the passenger cars ahead of you uh, have also been attacked and damaged and have also been brought to a complete stop, as really the entire lightning rail looks to have been under siege. Kind of, uh, oh, without thinking, and as they're walking, Dactus ask aloud, "How? How did you all know that we were under attack?" We have warnings in place, notified by magic. Right, right, that makes sense. Do you not think that the lightning rail, one of the most notable means of transportation in the continent, wouldn't have some sort of safeguard? Um, now I do. Right. Just curious. Five of you, I want you to stand right over here. You're going to stay in a group. Do not break away from this group. He's going to be keeping an eye on you. I will be back shortly. I'm going to speak with the captain. Do not move. And the soldier sort of turns... Uh, and walks away towards a small sort of grouping of soldiers uh, about 60, 65 feet away from you uh, that is inspecting uh, some side of the, the rail there. I do hope you find that ticket, son. Um. <laughs> what up? I took my sweater off, my hair went everywhere. 
Also, so I'm legit on my phone right now. <laughs> Dude, same. All right, Marshall, to catch you up. We'll get you caught up real quick here. Uh, you, the five of you, have been escorted off of the lightning rail uh, by soldiers. Uh, you know that they work for you know that they work for the king, but you do not know specifically what their rank is. Uh, but two soldiers of you off the rail. Yeah, the king of. They didn't say. So we don't know what country we're in. Yeah. Well, you were in the nation of Brayland initially. Um, you do not appear to have left Brayland yet. Uh, the safest assumption would be that these are Brelish soldiers, but they have not specified. Uh, also, you have not yet been able to make contact with Thomas. Uh, your attempts to do so were uh, rebuffed by the soldiers who insisted that the five of you stay in a group and do not make any sudden movements. Uh, so you have been ferried outside uh, to where you see a good 30 to 40 other passengers have all been put into groups as well and are being attended to by uh, soldiers and uh, field medics. And the five of you are in a group together as well. So we're in a group now, or like, are we, like, where are we right now? Sorry. You are outside. You are outside uh, on the right of the carriage, about about 30, 35 feet away from the carriage at this moment. Uh, all five of you are together in a group. You are currently being watched by a single soldier armed with a crossbow. Um, I'm gonna. Have I found my ticket by this point? I want you to make me one more investigation check. Cool. That's a 22. I'm the DM. I should know a lot. But I can't for the life of me think of why you hid your ticket in your shoe. If you would like to enlighten me on what the reason is for that. But sure enough, in your left shoe, you find uh, a slightly crumpled up... Uh, Real oh, you're right. Um, in my, uh, it's a Dak does that due to his background from when he first got to Sharn. Uh, so this is typical behavior for him to have in his shoe. Uh, in his other shoe, he has some coins just in case he does get mugged. Um, but he, uh, <laughs> you gotta have that backup money. Uh, but yeah, he does pull out. This has happened to me in real life, but we won't get into that. Uh, he does uh, pull out the ticket. Oh, that's good. Um, he and he looks over at Nath uh, Nathaniel and then to Johannes. Thank you for your help back there. Um, Anytime. I just wanted to get this off. I don't like how those soldiers are treating us. Right, yeah. I'm gonna awkwardly hold up the ticket towards the one soldier that's still that's observing us. Oh, oh found your ticket, huh? Yeah. Um, you see that? Oh, sure. Um,
Well, it is legitimate. What was... He hands it back to you. The picture. Don't lose this. Right. Uh, what was that thing you did with your hands? It's an identification spell. Oh. You ask a lot of questions, huh? Uh, sorry. Um, just... I'm just curious. If I didn't know any better, I'd think you were one of us. And who might that be? I mean, I can't blame you for not knowing. Uh, all five of you are within close enough range of this soldier to take notice of his, uh, his current active wear. So if you would like to make a perception check for me, uh, you can possibly glean some information about his position based on the clothes that he's wearing right now. Got a 17. 15 minus 114. Okay. Bennett, anything from you? Uh, it was investigation. Perception. Perception. Uh, 23. Ooh. And then just real quick, uh, Jade or Marshall, if you wanted to make that roll as well. Um, I got to see it on the activity feed. It's a mine. Okay. Uh, yep, there we go. Okay. So, uh, all of you notice that the soldier is wearing garb that is mostly black. Uh, leather armor uh, coming across the chest and shoulders uh, leather gloves large uh, iron braces coming up, up to the elbow uh, Johannes and Johannes set Deck, you see uh, that there is a small insignia of a red, almost kind of similar to like an hourglass shape or like a bell shape uh, on the left shoulder of this uh, soldier's outfit. Set. Yes. This symbol is the mark of the King's Dark Lanterns. Mm, gotcha. You happen to know that the King's Dark Lanterns are a very specific uh, sort of task force or unit uh, that works directly under the king of this specific nation uh, and usually carry out... Uh, more covert operations uh, or are involved in extremely important uh, investigative matters uh, within the country as well Special as ops, basically. that happen outside the country as well. 
but it tracks with the statement from the soldier earlier that they are working for the king. And now that we've noticed that, can we, uh, are we able to pick it out on other soldiers in the vicinity? Are there any soldiers that are like dressed differently, like just standard grade soldiers? And then there's these guys that are special ops. Yes, you, you are able to, all of you are able to kind of pick out that there's kind of a mix of soldiers. You see what appear to be sort of more general foot soldiers. Um, some of them, though, they're very much out of their normal, uh, sort of area of operation a few of them look in line to what you would expect from the sharn watch uh which are of course the local uh soldiers and regiment of the city of sharn which you have just come from uh but there are you are seeing various levels of uh um law enforcement as well as every so often you'll see a few of these soldiers with that insignia of the dark lanterns uh, who kind of seem to be giving the other soldiers orders and directing them, as well as spearheading uh, the actual investigation of the rail itself. Sure. It's about this time that a uh, several soldiers come in from one of the uh, one of the roads off to the side uh, because there is actually a, a road that sort of runs intermittently uh, next to the roots of the lightning rail. Uh, the several carriages, uh, horse-drawn carriages this time, uh, pull up on this sort of dirt road uh, and soldiers come out from them there's a lot of communing back and forth with the different soldiers. As this is happening, one of the field mecha- me- medics uh, approaches your group, uh, walks up to you. Is everyone all right? Do you need any help? <coughs> okay. Moderate, moderate size, couple tattoos. You said they respond to Thomas? Yeah. Uh... The medic says, all right, I'll, I can't promise anything. There's a lot of wounded. We're trying to tend to as many as we can, but if I see your guy, I'll, I'll try to get that information back to you. Uh, you, and uh, the medic turns towards uh, you, Nathaniel. You, come, come here, come here. Uh, and they sort of start unwrapping this like pack that they have uh, with them. Uh, they get down on one knee, start pulling items from the pack. Oh, I assure you, that's wholly unnecessary. In, in fact, I could help you more than me. I, I'm sure that you all have your own way of doing things, but if you need more medicals, answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's great. Okay, I need you to hold out your arm for me, please. Very well. Know that this uh, is a waste of... The medic sort of ignoring your, your objections sort of takes your arm and sort of holds it gently, inspects it, takes some of the, uh, they have this sort of like gauze-like material with them and running a slight bandage uh, around the arm before securing it into place. Uh, They then take both hands around the gauze, uh, whisper an incantation under their breath, give it a tight squeeze. Uh, You are healed 
for uh, six hit points uh, towards your arm. I'll do that for you, actually, right here. There we go. Uh, and then the medic says to you, uh, okay, I'm going to hold up my finger. I need you to follow the direction of it, okay? And the medic starts moving it from left to right, testing your eye movement. <laughs> okay, that's good. Do you have any injuries? Other than the headache from this ordeal. Listen, it's standard procedure, okay? I gotta make sure you're okay. Yes. Trust me, this isn't even the worst thing I had today. Mm hmm. Hold that pose, and the, the medic reaches down, grabs more materials, uh, takes sort of this small wooden, like thin wooden uh, piece, uh, connects it to a cord runs it across your torso, connects the cord around to the back, uh, and then places their hand on the wooden piece, uh, whispers another incantation, um, and you feel the this wooden piece glow and gives this extremely like warm energy off that you feel sort of fill your whole body uh, and then they disconnect the cord, remove the piece, put it back into their pack uh, they call out to another one of the medics off in the distance um, Elias and the, the other medic calls back to them yeah cure wounds alright be quick and uh, the medic turns back to you and says, this won't hurt a bit. I just need you to stay still for just a moment. And they're going to place both of their hands on your chest. Uh, and this time they speak sort of more vocally uh, in a language you don't fully understand. Uh, but they trace their hands down your torso. And as they do, uh, you feel the remaining wounds and cuts that you have from the Warforged slowly heal themselves up as the medic cast cure wounds on you. You're healed another six hit points. Right. The medic says, all right, now don't do anything crazy. We're still not healed up 100%, all right? Don't do anything rash. Just stay with the group. We'll be able to attend to you further in the future. Uh, the medic stands back up on their feet, turns to the rest of you. Anyone else? Anyone else need healing? Anybody else? Splints, gauze, magic. Whatever you need, let me know. Uh, no. Alright. Uh, they look to you again, Silva. Sea Elf, Thomas, tattoos. If I see anything, I'll let you know. And they turn and they walk towards another uh, group of the passengers. Uh, and the five of you are left alone again with the, the lone soldier. That's why I do none of that unnecessary. 
really messed up. Right, right. Um, so, what happens now? Uh, Dax says towards the, uh, the soldier. What happens now is that you stay put until we tell you where to go. They're conducting an investigation on the train right now. As soon as my captain arrives, they'll be providing us with further orders. But until then, don't get twitchy. Stay where you are. If anyone tries to attack again, we'll keep you safe, alright? Okay. As the five of you stand sort of huddled together in this group, about 20 minutes pass. Uh, much of the same is going on. Uh, several soldiers making their way up and down the train. Um, you now see amongst their ranks a few mages uh, casting spells uh, on the train, though you do not know exactly what the spells are for. Uh, and sort of conversing with each other as they do so, uh, being observed by several soldiers around them. Um, after a bit of time, you see uh, a few medics passing by you with uh, stretchers, uh, carrying what you can pretty quickly assume to be bodies. Uh, you see several of these stretchers pass you, uh, carrying bodies of passengers uh, who are either incapacitated or worse. Uh, not long after that, a few more carriages pull up, and you see that some of the other groups of passengers are now being directed towards these horse-drawn carriages, uh, several of them being led into a carriage at a time, and then the carriages are setting off, uh, heading north on this uh, dirt path. Uh, it's at this time that a few more soldiers arrive on horseback. Uh, two of them sort of leading this charge. Uh, they come up relatively close to you and dismount from their horses. Uh, as they do so, they're both speaking to each other in very uh, sort of tense conversation. Uh, the one on the left, uh, female, uh, auburn hair, uh, bit on the shorter side, stout, uh, very light armor, uh, a large quill of arrows on her back, uh, and she is very much in conversation with, uh, a male figure, uh, wearing nearly all black, uh, the familiar emblem of the Dark Lanterns on his shoulder. Uh, he has plate armor, as well as pieces of leather armor, uh, large gauntlets over his hands, uh, and on his back he wields a rather impressive greatsword uh, in a gigantic sheath. Uh, and the two of them, as they speak to each other, sort of make their way towards your group. 
the female addresses the soldier. How's it looking? I mean, everything's going as <coughs> instructed so far. Soldier sort of looks around. We're keeping everybody divided up. No one's attempted anything stupid yet. Uh, they're still conducting an investigation on the train. The fellow with the large greatsword speaks up. Yes, and how is the investigation going? Have the mages told us anything? Soldier pipes up. Ah, uh, not, not, nothing that I've heard, at least. If you want to know anything, you'll have to talk to them. And what about these five? Uh, the man with the greatsword gestures to the lot of you. What are these five doing here? Were they traveling together? As far as we could tell, they were all in the same carriage together. They were reluctant to present their tickets at first, but eventually they complied. They've been here with me ever since. Uh-huh, right, okay. The man with the great sword looks towards all of you, and you can see now from this distance, he looks to be in sort of his mid to late 20s. Um, younger, clean-shaven face, jet black hair, uh, brilliant green eyes. Uh, he looks to all of you and says, Are you alright? Did you see anything that you would like to inform us upon? What's your man uh, threatening to kill us? Elaborate. I love Karen Johannes right now. I know. I'm like going <laughs> Karen on these soldiers. Um, well, we almost died by this attack by these, like, I thought these warforged were supposed to be outlawed by the treaty several years ago. Oh, They're God, not outlawed per se. The production of them is certainly outlawed, and they are not able to take up any significant military rank. But they still exist in society. We haven't banned them outright. Interesting. Well, I'd just Where like to you? let you know if you, if you, if you and your troop are supposed to be protecting the common people as the king's dark lanterns, I do a better job at not pointing crossbows at innocent passengers on a ship. What did you say your name was again? Johannes. I'm a chef. Uh, where are you from, Johannes? Out east. He is going to make an insight check against you. You can okay. roll deception if you would like. Down here in Breland, we shoot first and ask questions later. <laughs> I got an 18. Well, he rolled a three, so that's going to more than do it. <laughs> okay. East, okay. Uh -huh. Tell me something, Johannes. Is this your first time interacting with Dark Lanterns? Oh, uh, maybe. The memory gets foggy these days. Mm -hmm. I would assume so, seeing as events of this magnitude normally do not happen on a regular basis. 
unless you're going to tell me that you, in fact, are involved in incidents like this fairly often. Oh no, not these days. Do you know these individuals? The other passengers? No, I've only met them today, on this train. Mm -hmm. Seems we're all heading in the same direction. Can you vouch for them? I, like, would give everyone a look over and say, well... I believe so. As far as I could throw a rock, I guess. And how look, we're all just... we're all just members of circumstance here. We're all just trying to live our lives taking this train up here. Now suddenly we're entangled in this whole thing. I'd just love if you could tell us what's going on. Mr. Johannes, all of you know as much about what is going on as I do. It is clear that several Warforged woke up today and decided to attack the lightning rail causing major damage to the rail itself, injuring and killing dozens of passengers. We are trying to find a connection here. This is an investigation now. Uh, Set kind of speaks up and goes, um, just a quick point. During this decommissioning that you're speaking of, uh, did they have any branding or anything removed due to this decommissioning? Well, it depends on what you mean in particular. Off the top of my head, well, really the best person to ask would be any of the forgers at House Kenneth. I don't think it's wrong to expect that many of the warforges that were produced by the house would have had some sort of registration or serial number. Uh, however, I do know of instances where warforged, upon declaring their independence, intentionally removed those serial numbers from the person, seeing them as a sort of mark of their former mastery. Understood. Well... At the very least, the two that we encountered fall into that category, as they had some very intentional removal of where there should be marks on them. Did you see anything else on them? Uh, not as far as I can tell, besides uh, our very bright friend over here gesturing to the uh, the fairy, the moth. Saying that these were dressed up in military gear and not civilian. So that combined with the seemingly intentional removal of marks would lead this to be potentially planned. What was your name? I'm Seth. Would you consider yourself the type that often solves mysteries, Seth? If I find myself involved in them, 
sure, I try to very much so avoid being involved. And what is your involvement in this particular case? Traveling, and unfortunately, having these war-forged attack while attempting to travel. You have your hand up there, sir. Is there something that you would like to say? Uh, I... Did you find uh, someone who went by the name of Ralphus? He turns and looks to the soldier. I saw what happened to Ralphus, right? Yes. Okay, that was in the aisle. Yes. Hmm. I'm mostly asking just so I can really, really burn wounds here. <laughs> yep. Dak also saw what happened to Ralph. Oh, you mean kind of right there? <laughs> you mean, you mean the one that was dragged out of a window? Yeah, uh, that one. Quite an athletic feat for even a Warforged. In and out. Like a leapfrog. Yeah, it was very tragic. Anyway, um, did you find remains or if he somehow survived? Son, I'm afraid I only just arrived. I don't know this Ralph that you're speaking of. But any passengers that are not currently accounted for, uh, who were otherwise listed on the rail's ledger, are actively being searched for. And if we do locate them, God's hoping that we do. We will, of course, be notifying any of their relatives or companions as soon as we can. Right. Um, there was one other thing um, that I found curious when um, when the Warforge went down, they all started crying out the same thing. Um, they all started saying, divided we grieve, but together we mourn. Do you think that has something to do with um, the mourning? He looks to his female companion to kind of share a glance. Son, I hate to say it, but that could mean several things. Can I... Anything's more than in, Insight check him? Yes, you can. Cool. That's very much a... Dismissal if I ever heard one. Oh, that's just ten? Uh, looking at the two of them... It's clear that there's like a knowing glance between them, so there's probably something in particular that's on their mind, but it doesn't feel like he's outright withholding anything specifically from them. Mm. God, does Dak want to know what's going on in their minds? Um, and Marshall has answers, but Marshall isn't so much. <laughs> um, but uh, Dak then looks down. That's That's... All I've got. Otherwise, they seem to be attacking everybody 
without real reason. He turns to his companion again. Deirdre, can you meet with the mages at the front of the train? I want an updated report on any of their findings. She nods. Yes, Caspian, I'm on it. Uh, she turns and gives a big whistle, which won't do because it's 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and her, you see her horse comes galloping in. Uh, she sort of goes into a brisk walk and then leaps up onto the horse and takes off towards the front of the train. Uh, the gentleman turns back towards the rest of you. All right. Clearly, time is of the essence here. So here's what's going to happen. He gestures towards the carriages on the dirt road. We've set up these carriages to take the passengers north to the capital city of Rote, where they can receive additional treatment and care. The five of you will be getting into that carriage, and he motions to one of the nearby ones that is uh, fronted by two horses. If five of you are going to get into that carriage there, we'll be taking you to the capital city as well. We'll have further information for you when we arrive, but until then, you are not to leave that carriage. I will be watching it myself to make sure that you are protected and no harm comes to you. If you have any uneasiness, try to take some solace, at least in the fact that you are the ones being guarded by the captain of the Dark Lantern. Mm -hmm. One of those cool codes that you have. Sorry, what was that? Oh, they have cool coats. I just asked if we could get a cool coat. Mostly because I want to hide my like, all joking, but also I want to hide the like the blue rose pin so that people can't see my. I uh. He kind of like, he, like he's having a hard time reading like whether or not you're being serious or not. The coats specifically belong to members of the lanterns. No one's going to just give you theirs. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, good times in that city. Alright, five of you into that carriage over there. We need to get moving. Uh, Artur, and he, he turns to the soldier that was guarding you. We've got this wrapped up here. I need you to meet up with Elias. Uh, I believe he's three carriages down. Keep an eye out for this one's compatriot. Sorry, what did you say his name was? Ralph? Ralph Thomas. Oh, oh, yours. Sorry, I thought I. I guess this this came from uh, the. It's, it's okay. The I fact that it. you can't look at me. 
Stop, 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 stop. Artur, there are two companions we're looking for here. Artur sort of freaks in. Yes, yes, sorry, we hadn't, hadn't, hadn't mentioned it yet. Um, Aaron, he, mentioned, he motions to Sofa, is uh, looking for someone as well. Uh, sea Elf goes by the name of Thomas Tattoos. Uh, we are attempting to locate them also. Right, so... As I mentioned, if we find anything for either of these individuals, we will let you know. But for now, we need you to come with us quickly. Sounds good. Right, so move. we'll just move towards the, the carriage. Uh, Dak will follow Set at a respectable distance. So the five of you oh. are brought to one of these. I'll fly over. One of these horse-drawn carriages. Uh, you are gestured to go inside. Excuse me. Uh, inside, it's a it's a little on the it's a little cramped. There's, there's enough room to kind of seat about six people. Um, so fairly fairly filled up. Uh, Caspian does not join you inside of the carriage. Uh, he remounts on his horse uh, and begins sort of moving at like a trotting pace alongside the carriage. Uh, you hear a yeah from the front uh, as the horses at the front begin to move, bringing the carriage along with them. And you kind of move in this sort of uh, like a like a wagon trail of sorts uh, as these carriages sort of move out and begin to head uh, due north. Um, and I know our carriage was being driven by Haradim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just a, a little thing to mention is this: you said the space inside the carriage is small. It is. You you're. There's enough room, like I say, there's enough room to seat about six, you know, medium-sized people. Um, so it's a, you're a little bit tight in there, but there's five of you, so there is still a little bit of wiggle room to, to work with. Dak has found a corner, and he's sunken into it and has put his pack in front of him. It's kind of like a barrier. That's small. Yeah, it's easy for me to fit the places. I mean, the wings don't help, but at least I'm the rest of being small. Mm -hmm. um, they said that we we're going to Ront, right? Oh, yeah. It's I had a cop city this time of year. And how lucky are we to get the cop in the squad? A dead for night? This is a oh, very strange thing. Pay. Um, thankfully, we're not too far away from Sean, so we could go back if we need if need be. Um, sorry, I will, I'll be quiet. Oh, I mean. What else is there to do? Uh, we have we have time before we have time before we travel. Um, my name is Dak, by the way. It is a great pleasure to meet you all, um, and <laughs> I apologize for any um, 
any uh, perceptions you may have acquired during our short time together, um, any transgressions I may have said are, uh, were not intentional. Um, okay, that's the name of my nephew, is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Um, thank you again for that. God, I could tell you ain't none of them evil sorts. Got a good heart, son. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If it's... At the very least, you ain't got the know-how how to make one of them things. Not yet, no. Um. If it's any consolation, and he Dak looks over at you, uh, Silva, I do hope they find your friend. Yes. Be a right shame. Lose my tracking partner. But. There. Like, all we can do is hope for the best. But if for now, I have the rest of you to travel with. Ah, right. Hey, my name's Nathaniel of the Giovanni family. Nothing but a wanderer, really. <laughs> That's all I got going on, really. Going from point A, point B. Our job's in there, helping those who need it. And you, my dear, seem to have a bad case of allergy. You need any help with that? I am 100% sure who he's referring to. To you. you. Remember you sneezed last session? Because you're number oh. one? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I did, in fact, forget. Uh. No, I didn't think it would come to me. Uh, I guess it was a bit unexpected. Uh, but... Uh, by, I'd, I'd be silver. Bit of a traveler from... A bit of a traveler from the wild, if you couldn't... Uh, I guess if you couldn't put it together from... From the look. But... A bit of an oddball compared to my other... My other kinfolk. Or sea elf, you said, right? Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sea elf. No. Well, I don't know. Stay wild to do wild things, that person. Oh, the sea elf comes from the sea. Oh, fun to that. Eh? I come. I came from the forest. But uh, that time is that time is quite a bit past nowadays. But, as somewhat similar to yourself, I find myself to be a bit of a traveler now as well. Uh, taking the odd performance every now and then. Performance, right? I kind of gesture to the, uh, the guitar on my back. Oh, that's what that thing 
Can't can't leave anywhere without it. I have a similar sentiment as I heave my mace. I don't believe you can play music out of that unless you have found a way of creating songs with a mace. I don't know. Oh, oh lad. That I have, but uh, it's not for your young ears to hear. Ah. Otherwise, I've seen a, I've I have seen performers in my days with uh, that actually that you know the the dance they do with their blades almost like almost in 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 a form of a song itself. Oh, I I think they're I, wild performers. I think I know what you're speaking of. Um, Ralph has told me not to go to those shows anymore. Uh, but they were very enlightening. Sounds like a sight to be holding. It certainly was. Perhaps there's one we were going. These are experiences that are meant to be had. Nothing. Nothing to tear yourself away from. It, well, you said I didn't have enough money to go consistently. Um. Well, I guess we never know those things, now, do we? Yes. Uh, Johannes, what type of chef are you? If you oh. don't, if you don't mind me asking, I, I'm sure it might be very rude for me to even inquire, but I am, uh, I'm just curious to see uh, if you specialize in anything. Uh, it's all right; you don't have to be so on edge. Right. Um, Though I suppose that we did just get attacked by whatever. But no, I um. I'm, an, I'm all manners of chef. I uh, I usually cook food that keeps people alive. I served on a ship many years ago, and well, we make do with what we got. Lots of seafood, lots of uh, fruit, vegetables, things that last. You were on a ship. You. The Pat's life. I was. These days, though, I'm going uh, to the passage. Just going to work in a kitchen. Friend set me up. Plan on entering a tavern or a restaurant proper? I'm going to find out when I get there. Ah, lad of the land. Quiet by ears, they say. Um, Dacton looks uh, over to Set. Um, I... You handled yourself really well in that last fight. He kind of looks over and goes, As did you? I didn't do anything. You don't quite a blow to it. Um, I... have... No clue of what you're speaking of. Um, sure. Uh, but that uh, your dagger work is incredible. Um, and again, I I apologize for Ralph's uh, antagonizing you earlier. Um, it is what it is. Right, um, right, yeah, um, 
No need to concern yourself with the actions of another. There are a few people like that. Quite a few people like that. You'll find from from Sean if that's where you came from. Although there are many folks like that in in the big city. Very outgoing. Both the good and the bad. Alright, you'll find a mix of very many folk all across. It's a great world go round, eh? Right. I'm sure he's fine, lad, wherever he may be. Um, I'm sorry, were you speaking to me? Uh, I see you weren't there, Tommy. Right, yeah, worried, yeah. Um, right. As you all continue to converse with each other or sit in silence, whatever you may prefer, we move back to the continent now. It is here that we can see it out in just a moment here. Uh, it is here that we can see the uh, stated road uh, that exists alongside the route of the Lightning Vale. You can see from the map here that we're going to be traveling north. Uh, the Lightning Rail made its unexpected stop at about this location here. Somewhat northeast a few hours of travel will be taking you all to the capital city of Rote. If there's anything else that you would like to do before you arrive at the capital city, uh, please let me know now. Otherwise, uh, we'll be making a couple rolls, uh, and depending on the results of those rolls, we will likely be arriving uh, at the capital within a matter of hours. Uh, Set has nothing that they explicitly will be wanting to do, just keeping quiet, observing, looking out, you know, seeing where they are, but also keeping an eye on everyone else in the group. I can't uh, find a way to contact Penelope again, can I? Do you have anything in your arsenal that may allow you to? I don't think so, no. I, I don't even know how they talked to me before. Uh, I'll let you make an arcana check to sort of see if you can discern how, uh, what exactly it was. Ten. I mean, what you were contacted. Ten? Ten. Uh, you are familiar with the use of uh, sending spells that allow 
practitioners to send messages to each other uh, that are only heard within their minds. You assume that that is the case of what has happened here, is that Penelope sent to you some sort of sending spell, uh, but you're not 100% certain, and you are not sure how to engage it yourself. I was otherwise just planning on uh, lulling the silence with, with some tunes hmm. that I can't emulate because I have... No instruments. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Just roll a performance check. <laughs> Man, you could have rolled that any better, guy. You, uh, so you just start playing. You're not really playing anything too complicated. Uh, just a few chords intermittently, some light finger plucking. Uh, it doesn't sound like any particular song. It's just sort of this really light, free form occasionally hitting a wrong note here and there, but it's almost got like a jazzy quality to it. It's enough to pass the time. And so the time does pass. I would like everyone to make a round of perception checks for me, please. Perception. That I think. This is why I used my dice last week. I zero. <laughs> one minus one. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll your uh, percentile die for the natural one. Get that chart out. Yep. I, I've got it. Three yesterday, one, one today. It's a high number. I don't know what the, how to count that. That's a 94. Ooh. Oh, boy. Let's see if this is one of the ones I changed. I'm, I'm glad you all uh, met Dak, because now he's going <laughs> to be Thanos the way. Oh, good news. You might find your buddies. Right? It's a 99. You're fine. Dak? How are you feeling right now? Uh, <laughs> anxious. Tired. Yeah. Um... But not too bad, I guess. Uh, new experiences mean that I learn new things, and I'm. It's kind of this weird balance going on at the moment. The rest of you see this played out across Dak's physical features. As you see his skin. You're not sure if it's like a trick of the light or something, but his skin, you know, maybe it's a shadow thing. Maybe like there's shadows being cast into the carriage. But whatever it is, his skin appears to be this sort of shade of like a granite blue uh, with speckling across, like, like white and gray freckles. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm, I've been enraptured with uh, Silva's uh, music playing, uh, trying to figure out what notes they're playing, um, that I don't realize that my skin has just changed. <laughs> well, I guess I just rolled Perception, and I got a 14, so what I notice. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, we go back to our rolls that we just had here. 
Um, yeah, 14. And... Uh, well, all of you, all of you are going to notice just off of passive. Uh, yes, one of the people in the carriage just had their skin change color. Um, so you potentially have a shifter sitting with you and you have no idea. Uh, but yes, Dax's color has changed to this sort of granite bluish shade uh, with these white and gray freckles uh, coming across. I'm not. I'm just Ooh. not gonna say anything because I, I don't know. I want to be offensive. <laughs> I will. Oh, they're like one of those. They're like one of those lizards by the uh, by the portal of Thalanus, where you can. Ch- do you change color based on your environment? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I did. I didn't mean to. Uh, Stare, I was just enraptured by my oh, skin. Um, this boy dad looks down on his hand. Um, amazing creatures, though. They would stand on the branch, they were like they'd be green, and then you'd walk on the tree and brown. Um, this is not normal. I don't do this. Um, oh, uh. I bite into my hand. <laughs> all right, all right. No need to go to extreme. Uh, make a, go ahead and make an uh, unarmed attack roll against yourself. Great. I need a test. Do I taste like wood? That's a 15, so I hit my AC of 11. Yep. Uh, so go ahead and roll 1d4. 1d4? Okay. 1d4. Interesting. I'm glad I know... I'm going to record this down for later. All my bites are 1d4 damage. Uh, four damage. <laughs> Max so damage. Take four. So you bite down on yourself, and you accidentally do so much harder than you were intending to and draw blood. Uh, and as you do, uh, your skin fluctuates in color. It retains that sort of, like, robin's egg speckling across it. Uh, but the blue shifts and changes to a brilliant uh, reddish-orange. Anger is Alright, alright. No need to panic. So this isn't normal for you then, right? No. Alright, hold still, son. Hold still. Is it it normal for you? (laughs) I'm going to cast Identify while holding the shoulder. Uh, The minute you touch his shoulder, he he tears himself out of your grasp. All right, all right. Easy, easy. I'm not gonna hurt you. Sorry, I, 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 please don't. I don't like people touching me. I'm sorry. Um, if I'm to help you, I need to hold you. Uh, Would be better if you hold me. You want to hold my hand? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that can work. All right, all right. Easy now. This right. is simple. Your hand upon mine. I you put- ready? Two fingers on his hand. Enough. Identify. So you cast identify, uh, and you very quickly are able to pick up on this being some sort of curse uh, that somehow uh, Dak has become inflicted with at some time in the last 24 hours. Uh, if you were to use a remove curse spell, you could probably easily get rid of it. 
Yeah, that'd be great if I could do that. Okay. All right. That's, you, you can remove your hand now. Very good. Thank you. Very good job. Um, thanks. Uh, so, good news, bad news. Um, it's not malicious. Then you are going to be fine. Okay. It's just a little bit of a curse that seems to affect your visage. Your color changed periodically. I'm sure it will fade over time. Uh, we can also ask these fine folk when we get where we're going to help you out further. Uh. But everything's fine. You're going to be all right. You miff off a fairy anytime recently? Uh, it happens. No. Uh, um, maybe he didn't enjoy your music as much as he says, eh? Uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh how to, Who's he uh, uh, I'm a bit distracted. Uh, that's so the, the music is what it is. Just helps pass the time. I don't know. Uh, like... Not here to inherently pretend like I was doing, creating a masterpiece. <laughs> Returning back to everyone's perception checks from before. Uh, so to fully address those, what the rest of you are able to see as you're rolling along in the carriages, um, you are noticing the change in scenery around you. Uh, the grass, for the most part, is still green. Uh, the trees are not as thick here. You're starting to see where sort of clearings have been made. Uh, as you travel further along the, the path, you're sort of moving away from the King's Forest. Uh, you, every once in a while, you will see a soldier or two will pass by you on horseback. Uh, they seem to be sort of intermittently taking uh, patterns, uh, interweaving between the carriages, keeping an eye on everything, making sure that, you know, nobody is attempting to get to the passengers that are on them. Uh, and you do see the, uh, the young man who was speaking to you before, the captain, uh, is still riding in, in step, uh, with the carriage on the left-hand side pretty consistently. Uh, Dak is back in his, in his, uh, corner. Uh, rocking back and forth. Tell you what, son. No more touching, but we gotta take that wound look at that. Don't want that to get infected, do we? We don't need to touch for this, okay? Keep going. See how you are. Do a healing word. As soon as I press the darn button, there you go. Oh, yeah, heal for four. All right, so you, uh, Dak, you heal for four hit points. Cool. Um, as I look down and I see the wound close up, I look up at uh, Nathaniel and a bit more reassuredly say, Thanks, um, thanks, Uncle. Can't have one of my own wandering around like that, huh? I'll be honest. I wasn't entirely paying attention before. Are you related? <laughs> oh. Uh, 
according to the uh, Dark Lanterns over there, yeah. But, yeah, my sister might have something to say about that, as uh, as she doesn't exist. And I, uh, I don't have family. Um... Well, apparently you do now. Uh, you're welcome under my roof anytime. You are very kind, thank you. What about that friend of yours, eh? Not related. He's more of an associate. Um, we both were going similar to Mr. Johannes over there. We were both heading for a, uh, a job up north. That economy's booming out here. What with the war being over? Too young, time before it. How better you live in peace, I suppose. You were alive before the the last war. Ah, oh, I wouldn't really say before, but yeah. Well, it's these old bones, older than you might think. Actually, truly fascinating. Oh, sorry, I don't mean to ask too much of you. Guys, don't worry. It's not like I'm going anywhere. Got nothing else to do but listen to this lovely song. And quite honestly, if I'm being honest, look forward to a home-cooked meal. And look over at Johannes. Little eyebrow wiggle. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to cook? I'm just saying, if it's so were to happen, if you want practice before you got to your job, then, you know, a willing participant, I'd be. Well, I suppose, um, I do owe you all for helping keep me alive. That's fine, thank you. All of you here, uh, shouts and the pacing of the carriages seems to change uh, those of you that are closest to the sides of the carriage are able to look outward and see not too far off in the distance now that you are approaching a large uh, stone wall uh, you can see a few towers up overhead but nothing significantly uh, of great height uh, but what appears to be the borderline of the capital city of Rote uh, is just uh, within a mile ahead of you now. Uh, and you are closing in on its location. As you do so, uh, the captain of the Dark Lanterns leans into the crook of his elbow and whispers a message. Uh, all of you, if you would like, can attempt to make a uh, perception check here to see if you can discern what he whispers. Uh, hi, DC. 
you would like mm-hmm. to attempt it, you may do so. Seven. Seven. Seventeen. Yeah, dirty one. I have a twenty-two. I can see nothing from his little corner. Uh, sorry, Seth, what did you get? Uh, 17. 17 as well. Okay. Uh, everyone except Dak. <laughs> uh, let's see. Actually, no. Sorry, apologies. Uh... It would be Johannes, Nathaniel, and Seth. Uh, Silva and Dak do not hear this. Uh, he whispers into the crook of the arm. Um, you can pretty easily assume that it is some sort of message spell that is being sent out, uh, some form of communication. But you do hear him say to someone... I have them with me. Five of them. A fairy with them. Him as well. Blue Rose. Will be there shortly. He brings his arm back down, pulls the horse in a little bit closer to the carriage, uh, and speaks to all of you. All right. We're almost into the capital city. We'll be getting you inside the walls. We'll bring you to the citadel. And then the five of you, we're going to sit you down, get you nice and comfortable. And we're going to have an actual talk about what just happened. Whether you like it or not, you're part of a serious investigation now. Time for us to get down to what's happening with those Warforged. And as you ride closer and closer to the great capital city of Rhodes, its massive iron wall growing larger as you get closer to it, we will end tonight's session there. Oh my god. Oh no. You will enter into the city itself, become acquainted with what lies behind its wall, and potentially get acquainted even further with this so-called captain of the Dark Lanterns and what he aims to do. But until then, thank you all for tuning in and for watching. If you missed anything, that's okay. You can catch the VOD right here on twitch.tv slash natural1media. Or, if you prefer a more on-the-go experience, you can also catch us on Spotify, uh, where we already have the first episode from last session uh, posted in audio form, so you can give it a listen there. Uh, Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thank you all for playing. Thank you all for watching. And have yourself a good evening. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.